Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Abbing, yeah. It's the Black Country Blokes tuna fat. Me, Kev Dylan, Ray Pinches and Lee Cadman. Now tonight we're going to be talking about local heroes. I mean, heroes, to be a hero doesn't mean you fly around with a cape and wearing a mask, although all of us have got to wear masks nowadays, but <laughs> we haven't got to be cape-wearing, lifting up cars, running faster than the speed of uh, bullets. But unfortunately, with the media and social media and the press, we don't hear about the common day heroes. And I'll just give you a couple of examples. One of my boxers, Matt Shaw, uh, one of my lifetime friends at Shorey, he was driving down Briley Hill the other day, and he, he sees a man lying on the floor with a crowd of people around him. He jumps out the car and says, what's happening? Say, a man's collapsed. He says, has anyone found numbers? I said, yeah. Without thinking about it, he got there and started doing the compressions. And he kept doing the compressions until the ambulance got there. That's selfless act. He got back in his car and thought no more about it. And then he had a phone call saying, you've saved that man's life. And then the child of the man contacted Shaw. Because, you know, he'd done first aid at the club this year because he boxes for me, wants to become a coach. He's done that first aid. But it's one thing having the first aid knowledge and it's put into practice. Because often, like, if you, your child falls in the pool, if you just with you, you jump in not think about it. But more people that are around that swimming pool, less likely you are jumping in. Because you look and you go, you can jump in, Craig. You can jump in, Lee. And often, before you know it, the time's passed and that's with the injury. So God bless you, Shaw. Another hero story from once again around here. My brother Ben Taylor from RNL Gentlemen's Barbers. Now, every year, Ben either cuts the hair of homeless people or he raises clothes and toiletries. Instead of just giving it to a charity shop, but I'll sell it, he finds organisations where they can go and actually put a present under Jasmine's uh, tree. Go and give Craig a coat, Lee some shoes, and Kevin hat. And this year, because he hasn't been able to do that because of all the regulations, even though this year people have needed it more than ever. He, he got do- uh, chocolates donated and he invited the real Father Christmas and Mrs. Claus all the way from the North Pole. And they went out, him and one of my boxers, Tom Jones, dressed as elves, going all around the Wallers and Penns Net and Brockmore, giving chocolates out. Now his wife, Nikki, who's a lovely woman, and, they met, and the children, uh, Lily and um, Ruby, went around with an army of... Um, Volunteers all wearing a mask, all hand sanitizers, and followed all the COVID regulations. But we don't hear about them. So today, I'm, I'm asking everyone to write in, you know, be it your, your guardians, your teacher, your coach, the bloke from down the road. Let's give these local heroes a shout out because all we hear at the moment is bad, 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 bad. But there's so much good. There's a miracle on every corner of every street in this country. But the problem is, we don't bloody hear about it. So, guys, over to you. Oh, and by the way, happy Kevmas Eve. It's my birthday tomorrow. And normally, me and the gang are very many. Cops and robbers, everyone comes out. We'll have a drink. But obviously, we can't this year. And that's not just my birthday. It's Christmas dues and work dues. They're being cancelled. If you want to shout a Merry Christmas to everyone or a happy Kevmas, or please write in with your, your hero stories. 
Love to you, boys. Lee? <laughs> I think he's listening to the thing. Uh, oh, sorry, mate. I'm listening no. to make sure sounds all right. Oh, is, that, is that your excuse, is it, mate? Um, it is. Jump, jump. It is. And it sounds oh, great, Do you want me to jump in first so you can check my levels, mate? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to oh, do, right. mate. I'll do that for mind. you. Um, yeah, I mean, like, heroes, you know, define heroes uh, because you think of heroes as people that wear capes and people that are, you know, on the TV and they stop wagons with you know like the hulk and this and the other but a hero really is just somebody that puts their self out that sacrifices something of their self be it their time be it their money be it their well-being sometimes for for the service of humanity for the purpose of humanity you know to put somebody else to, to make somebody else's life easier or better or safer or however you want to spin it now, pe- people do look at heroes like it's just some Hollywood, you know, um, thing, and th- and they do forget the local heroes. But it, like you said earlier, Kev, off off air when we spoke on the phone, you know, the the supermarket folk who who've gone through this time, you know, they they just as important as the NHS. They've put their self on the front line at a potentially critical, you know, point point in in life. It's a one. You know, we're never going to face this kind of pandemic again. I hope not anyway within our generation. Um, and they've put themselves on the front line for the service of humanity, where there is a service required or where another person or another group of people need them. They've put themselves out. And to me, that's the definition of a hero. It doesn't have to be in the papers. It doesn't have to be anything. You know, a hero is just somebody that, that makes other people's life easier and better and safer. And how many people, like, they've had to go to work. And because they've had to go to work on these key works, your shops, your, your police, your NHS, your, your dustbin, your, whatever it is. And because they've been at work, they haven't been able to see their own kids or their own grandkids. And they may have sacrifice that is put on people and they've done it. And, and I like when, at the first lockdown, when we're having people like Joe Shakespeare, who's going out delivering food, you know, been furloughed or whatever. But then they start going, well, I'm a young lad. I'm one of the lower risks. I might still get it, but they're going off delivering food. And I just want people to ride in and just say some of the amazing, wonderful things. Because once again, this stuff don't get talked about. And bloody hell, doesn't it cheer you up hearing good news? Because we have all this bad news, tears, poverty, famine, murder, rape, killing. And you're thinking, well, that is happening, but there's so much bloody good out there. And it gets lost in translation. People are good. People are, you know, we, we're better than we credit ourselves for. And I always say I hate people. I do. And that's, like I've said it before, and that's based on the fact of the people I've come across and not even though I've come across personally. You know, I tend to adopt that attitude when I see the, the shit happenings in, in the world and on, on the social media and on the news and hear it on the radio and, like, senseless killings and robberies and stuff like that or just spiteful, vindictive natures. You know, I deal with a lot of that with, with certain people myself. And I think, I don't know how you could be like that. So I always say I hate people. But then I always turn around and, say, and I contradict myself. I say, you know what? You know, human beings, people are the most, such a remarkable species. And we have such great potential 
to, to make this world a beautiful, safe, loving place. I watched this thing on Kendrick Lamar earlier. Um, I didn't, I think it was from about, about seven months ago, an interview, and Kendrick Lamar turned around and said, when we all realise that we're here, we are put on this planet to love, then the world's going to be a far better place because how true is that? You think it's soppy and you think it's corny and cheesy, a world filled with love and you know, some say love makes the world go round, some say it's money, you know, but people are remarkable and they are beautiful. So it does it does cheer you up and it does give you a little bit of hope for the future when you hear stories of people, you know, senseless acts, um, you know, selfless acts, sorry, not senseless, selfless acts of, of bravery and courage and, and humanitarian, you know, prospects. So, Well, to you, number one, uh, Abby and John uh, Browning, a good friend of ours, I know they listen to the show, so I've been here. They, um, they, they saw this thing, people struggling, because they normally donate to um, the Black Country Women's Aid or whenever people are raising clothes and toiletries. So, because they haven't been able to do it this year, so they typed in, if anyone knows the name of the company, she told me the other day, uh, we can help uh, people have a Christmas. Uh, but you could like, buy their Christmas dinner. Then you work working, well, Christmas dinner's only one day. You spend 40 quid on a meal. So she put all the money and bought them a week's load of shopping and then put um, some presents in there. Because all these people, they think, oh, they're down and out. They just had bad luck after bad luck. And they're the people who are too, I don't know, not too proud to go on benefits because want, they want to survive. And then when the main bill earner loses their thing, then they're that close to losing the house. So God bless them. Them people who are just reaching out. Me have a friend, Sean uh, Griffin, uh, Sean Griffin, sorry, uh, um, from Derby. Good friends with him and Amy Robinson, and they're doing it. They're donating to people. If people need it, they give without asking for it back. You know, because yeah. that's the thing. You know, it's better to give to the receive. Then you go, well, hang on, Craig, I'll give you a five, and you never even bought me a, a beer last time we went out. You don't do that. You no. you give to give. You know, you, that, that's the reward in it. Be kind, not expecting it. Don't get me wrong. It's always bloody nice to hear a thank you. But give to give. Does that make sense? See, I think, like, I think that's that's my outlook on it. I mean, I like gratitude. Obviously, I do, because I like to, I like it to go noticed by the person, not by the world, not by anyone else, that, look, he has put himself out. He spent time away from his kids to help and this and the other. And I don't mean grateful by sing my praises, kiss my boots or, you know, whatever else that, that you'd think that singing praises means. I mean, just even, just respect it, just acknowledge it and just, you know, because I've come across it where I've helped people all, all the time I've known them and it's been years and years and it's been 14 years, this and this and the other. And to find out that then they've, they're like, they've done something across me or this and the other, now, to me, that's ungratitude. So I don't want to turn this into a personal rant. I was going on to a different subject. Bro, I mean, uh, I've only just come on. I've come on late into guys, so we've had to boot straight into live. So I'm a bit of a crazy head space at the minute, a bit stressed. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I was talking about like the... But even that, Craig, it, even that, Craig, like, we, we're doing this for nothing. You know what I mean? We, we're doing this podcast for nothing. And bless you, you've come straight on. You know, you've got your own shizzle going on. And just to give you time. And that's what I think a lot of people forget in the volunteer circuit. We're volunteering to do this. And God bless him, Lee's um, doing all the tech. And then Aaron, God bless him, he's doing 
lot of the social media sites and same with boxing clubs and football clubs and tennis clubs and judo clubs and dance and darts and everything. You forget the person who you're actually getting taught by. Nine times out of ten, he's doing it out of the love of it. And I think, you know, these people, and you go, bloody hell, you know, Ian was making a fortune, there's 20 people in here. But what you don't realise, that 20 people is going in the pot to keep that 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 community centre, that dojo, that gym going. So the person who's actually running it is doing it for the love of it. You know what I mean? So if you like guys out there like to write in and say, thank you, John O for helping us do um, football. Thank you, Elaine, for helping us do this. Because once we lose the volunteers, we lose it. Whatever it is, we lose it. Mm-hmm. So guys, thank you, guys, and Aaron, bless you. Yeah, Lee, thank you. Like, like we mentioned that earlier, didn't we, Kev? Uh, our tech guy, Lee, and our original tech guy, Aaron. You know, <laughs> sorry, we'll mate. Great today, we. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, Aaron might be listening to this. Sorry, oh, sorry, Aaron. Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't say we've upgraded. We keep them both to the same standard. But, <laughs> mate, it's, it's, even, it's even like, you know, it's not even heroes that do things for others. Imagine how many heroes out there, and I'm testament to myself for this, how many heroes out there are surviving their self every single day. They are saving their self from their self every single day because we all know, and the reason for starting this podcast is we all have a hero and a villain within us. The hero tends to reside in the heart and it normally takes a backseat from the villain that tends to reside in the head. And that's where I come from. So we've got to appreciate all the heroes out there that wake up every fucking day wanting to defeat the self or feeling defeated. And they survive their self to live another happy day tomorrow. You know, so them heroes as well, the unspoken heroes. Bang on. And I think that's that's so correct, isn't it? And I think you said that the hero lives in the heart where the devil, the enemy, lives in their head. And that's what we've got to overcome. You know, and that, that's with all of us. Whether you're struggling with addiction, anxiety, depression, suicide, all these things, they all live in the head. And there's a difference between mental illness and mental, 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 bloody hell, get my words out, toughness. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, you know, a testimony to so many people. And I think when you've got mental illness, doesn't mean you can't have a good life. It's like if I've got mental illness, does that define me? Am I now called mental illness? Or if I'm blind, am I now blindness? If I've got cancer, am I now cancer? No, just a part of you. And hopefully you can deal with it and get around it and still live a successful, fulfilling life. So don't let whatever owns you be you. That is just something you, you is a part of you. Like, I've got an arm, doesn't mean I am an arm. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense, mate. And, Lee, I think you should chime in in a minute. But I'd just like to touch up on that, <laughs> Tevin. Like, when people get diagnosed with something or they push for a diagnosis or a doctor labels them and a label on it, people automatically assume, oh, it's labelled, it's been identified, it's curable or treatable or we can manage it. And it's not always the case, you know, Treatments are not always effective and it takes all that spirit within you to, they help, they can help. I'm not saying they do, but they can help and aid. But once it's labelled, people think, oh, it's labelled, there's the problem solved because there's obviously a treatment for it. And it's really not the case. Just because it's labelled don't mean to say that it's going to be treated and cured or, or anything. People are still going to be living with what they are and that's personal and, and like everybody else. 
What do you think about that, Lee? Yeah, he's right. He's right. I mean, you, you, a lot of the time you're just a hero for getting out of bed and you don't realise it, do you? You know, sometimes that's just that's just the hardest thing to do, just to get up and keep going. So you are, you're a hero. Get up and do it. That's, you know, get yourself going. Um, it really is a struggle for some people to do that. So well done. Keep doing I've, it. I've talked to both of you individually and I hope you don't mind the same. And I've talked to other dads and I'll talk on behalf of men because, you know, we're mental health but primarily men's mental health. And every time when you're having a panic attack or you're having depression and you have to try and shield it from your children and you're thinking, like, daddy's having a wobble, daddy, and you're thinking that, that gives you that. And that's a hero, isn't it? Because you're, you're putting someone else before yourself. And I think that's the true definition of being a hero. Going go into realms that you wouldn't go for for yourself, but you'll do it for someone else. And uh, mate, that's that's perfect. That like that leads on to this question. I think I'll read it, Lee, because I'm leaning forward now. <laughs> if I can see it, uh, I'll bring it up, most, mate. You're me too. I, I've got it. Most people's. Hey, don't try and be a hero, people's... lads. <laughs> this is Regan Pinches. Thanks for the comment again, mate. Uh, most people's biggest hero and villain is themselves, one hundred percent agree. You know, and imagine how many people do share in that notion without even acknowledging it. You know, it, like you've you've got to understand. It's like now, like I say, I'm a bit stressed before. Come on, I've run late, and I ain't gonna lie. Like this is what this podcast is all about. I feel like crying now. And I'm in a studio, and to be fair, when I log off and I and I go back into my family before I go in there, I probably will shed a couple of tears. And now, you know, I feel like I'm welling up now, and it, it's just a crazy thing. And that happens, and there's there's not always got to be a reason. You know, that's just as a human being, as a person, you can be overwhelmed with emotion, and your body, your mind takes in that many, your eyes taking that many images in a daytime, and your mind does a great job of filtering it out. But anything that you feel may have been a trigger or may not have been a trigger could could be affecting you. It's not going to be, oh, he's pissed me off or she's pissed me off. I'm, I'm going to cry about it or I'm in a mood about it. That can happen. But, like, it can just be over something that you battle with with yourself, you know. So, but it is what it is with humans, with people, and we're, we're quite robust um, if we believe our heart and not our head. In, in truth with you, lads, I wasn't expecting this off this conversation in terms of, because I'm thinking quite a lot now about um, the heroes that I've encountered. And a lot of it's around my daughter and the, the incredible doctors and nurses and the stuff they do. And it does make you feel emotional. You know, I, I remember um, there was when, when Callie was in uh, ICU in Nottingham, I think it was. She was really, really ill. But we had this one nurse who who would do her hair, hair and wash her hair and then plait it and do all these things that are usually quite insignificant. But, you know, you could see she was really taking care of her. And uh, I think I say the doctors and nurses are, are just really, they just love what they're doing and love helping people. And they definitely don't do it for the money because, let's be honest, a nurse's wage, you know, it's not massive amounts of money for what they do. So they do it to care, and they're the real heroes, really are. Well, do you remember when we had Dr Singh coming on, and he was in the heart of the pandemic, first wave, and he said the thing that hit him the most in the ICU, and you've been there, unfortunately, haven't you, Lee, with your baby? And he says, normally, when someone's poorly, you've got the mom, the dad, the 
on the hands. He went, but there's this uh, old, uh, tough nurse who'd been in the game for how many years? And she was sobbing. He says, why are you crying? He goes, so I, I miss the contact with human beings. I'm having to make these, these decisions where I can't just go, Mr. Cadman, what do you think? It's She missed the human element. And I think some of the most tough people, and as you say, Lee, these underpaid jobs, and like we're all clapping in NHS every Thursday. Come on, because the more, all the clapping in the world ain't giving these poor people better wages. I mean, one of the best mates in the world, Alan Parry, uh, and he said to me, he goes, they keep saying, we've got a, we've got a lockdown because the NHS is in, um, is in ruin. He goes, well, what, why aren't we just throwing these trillions of pounds to make the NHS better? Do you remember when we were kids? We were all born in Worsley Hospital. We had Corbett's Hospital. And we had the guest, and we had, and lo and behold, we sold them all. And then we build houses on them. So we've now got one super hospital, but God forbid we have a super virus, which we've just bloody had, and it spreads around, instead of having five or six hospitals where we could probably quarantine them better. Yeah, and I like, think it's bad. And every time, and every, sorry, Craig, every time me and you, Lee, we, we bloody rant about the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the parking <laughs> at Russell's all. Whereas, you know, that's money's not even going back to the NHS, it's going into someone's pockets. Yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. The, the the whole in that side of thing, the whole setup is awful. But we're not here to talk about no. that, Kevin. And I think we could probably go on about that. And and why nurses have to pay to park the car to go to work. It's beyond me. They have to, they yeah, we won't get into it because it, Heroes it, it, have to park. <laughs> well they do. They do, but yeah. they shouldn't have to pay to park. They shouldn't have to bloody pay. Um, we've well, got I a think... couple of couple... go on, Craig. I'll do the message. No, no, I'm, I'm only going to fill a gap, mate. You, you carry on. You read the comments. Yeah, sure. If it's a good point, <laughs> yeah. you might be jumping around here. Right. Nah, he's probably just banging on about some shit. I normally do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Dave, Dave Aliban, who's, who's sent in happy birthday, Kev. Cheers, bro. It is tomorrow, Kev. So you know. Well, it's, it's, it's Kev Missy. <laughs> normally, Kev Missy goes on for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you go on for longer than a week, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Paul Boggy again. Thanks, Paul. He's been coming a he's becoming a Hello, great Paul. listener for us and supporter. Um, and again, go and find his book on Amazon, Heroin to Hero. It's a cracking read. Um, and he writes, "Happy birthday, Kev. My definition of a hero has changed. As a young boy, it was a soldier returning from war. Now it's anyone who helps others." Isn't that right? Uh, that's, it, it is. You know what? It is spot on. And like you say, helps others and they open through not well through no benefit of their own. Like, and it is something as trivial as a podcast, Kev. You know, like you say, Lee, you do you do a lot with your daughter, live with your daughter, obviously. Um, and that that's it's a lot of it's a lot of responsibility. And it takes a lot of your time up. And I'm not not saying that you would swap that for that. You know, because you're my dad and that, that's your role, but you still find time to do this. And Aaron, you know, he's launching products and he's he's doing his business and he, he stretches himself right across the board and he still finds time to release these on Spotify and to jump on here from time to time. And like going back to, you know, emergency services, you know, you can earn more digging holes in the road, uh, you know, doing street works than you can being a fireman. So people that say, oh, it's the job to do this, it's the job to do that. Even police officers, we all have our perspectives on police officers. Now, you know, we do. We've, we, come from a, we come from council estates, you know, we, we know what 
the general consensus is of police officers. But uh, you've got to respect police officers because, yes, they may be wasting their time dealing with, I don't know, this and dealing with that. And you think, well, there's real criminals out there. Brav actually spoke to a police officer, you know, a few years ago who said to me that one of the toughest jobs he ever had to go to was a road collision where this car had veered off and it pinned a six-year-old kid against the wall and he had to hold his hand until he passed away. And I said to him, I said, how do you not take that home with you? You know, you've got children. He said, we have to compartmentalise. You know, we have to, it sounds bad, he said, but we have to leave work at work. He said, because some of the things we do and some of the things we see, he says, you wouldn't wish it on any human being. And, you know, from that perspective, not just from a crime fighting side of it and them arresting the criminals, this and the other, you've got to respect that anyone that goes through that and goes back home and can still live a relatively normal, happy life with the children, that's a that's an hero. Like, you've got to commend, you know, courage like that. Whether it's a police officer or not, have your opinions, but don't ever strip the courage away and what it takes to be in the emergency service. Imagine working in paediatrics. I mean, my, when I was in the co- when I was in um, hospital when I was three with Borrow and Joy, just in a coma, and my dad and mom, my mom never left my side, and my dad was coming up and telling stories to all the kids, and he always used to leave it on the two be continued. Then one day, he walked back into the hospital. And he says, "Where's Craig?" When Craig died, and you know, to be around that, you know, he was just a dad visiting his son to work in paediatrics or to work in a nursing home. One of my very, very good friends, Joanna Crum, uh, she used to work, she now works on the Stroke Ward and then the Crown Award in Mrs. Hall, which used to work in an old people's home. And you get used to talking to these people. And then, you know, Sylvia passed away. Oh, well, was uh, with the children there? The family's never come to see her. And, you know, when, you, when you're surrounded by that much sadness on a day to day to day, it must take its toll. But if you, as you said, you're not going in there to make, Wow, big money! You don't because you're a kind person, and because you're a kind person, you feel it even more. That's the problem with caring. You care so much that can kill you. Uh, and I'll, I'll sorry, think- lads. Can I just uh, come back? I want to go back to Paul Boggy actually because he himself is a hero. And again, yeah. we know, we know he's done his soldier thing, but he's also at the moment raising money for um, military sleeping bags um, yeah. for the homeless in Scotland. Um, and he do, again, he does that. Every every donation, every book that he sells, the donation goes to that cause as well. Um, Paul, I hope I hope you're still listening and you can write down where people can donate and I'll share that on the screen. Good share. Uh, it, 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 it's unreal and I'm, I'm glad you've touched upon that as well, mate. Because like you say, Paul's been on a few times now that I've been on. I didn't. I wasn't on the episode where, where I would have got to meet him, but you know, he's been on a few times and I think like people like that person, you know, and, and everyone else that comments, they are all have hero traits and it don't have to be sung praises. It, it doesn't. I mean, to me, the way we acknowledge heroes, everyday heroes, I'm not talking about humanitarian awards that these freaking celebrities, you know, they, they sit upon on their pedestal like, like, like pompous folk, not saying they don't do good, but I feel like there's a lot more average Joes that do far greater good than, than, you know, these pretentious celebrities. And I think the way we can acknowledge heroes, real-life heroes, is not seeing the praises all the time because not a lot of people want that. I don't ever want that. 
if I do charity for someone, I never ever want them to mention it again. You know, there's 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 a saying in I, I, I can't remember if it's um, it's a religious book. It may have been the Quran, and it says something along the lines of um, to do charity and then speak of it. You may as well not have done it. If if you know Buddhism. what I mean, like it negates it. Yeah, Buddhism. They're all along the same lines. Is if you're going to do charity, don't don't like undermine that and speak on it. And I think the way we can acknowledge folk without having to have to sing their praises is live a more respectful, more thoughtful, more courteous life. You know, and and understand that just because you're not doing a hero trait or you're not you're not like showing somebody that hero side you can still acknowledge a hero by living a little bit better. Well, I, I think, sorry. sorry you um, I think you're, you're, you're right there, Craig, but I think we've also got to um, recognise that even if you are a celebrity, you can use that platform for good and you only have to look at Marcus Rashford. He experienced going, going hungry as a kid. Now look at the campaign he's kicked up because of that and the amount of people he's helping now because because of that, you know, so, and uh, no doubt he doesn't want the pats on the back. He doesn't seem like that type of person, but... Because he's in the he, public figure, he gets it naturally. He gets it naturally, <laughs> and that's not always a bad thing, as long as as long as long he's using it the way he's using it. Uh, two yeah. things on that. I, I think thank you, though, because a long way. Thank you's different to grovelling, saying, oh, my God, can I lick your boots? A gentle, you know what, Lee, thank you. That goes a long way. And just saying what you're on about, uh, Craig. Um, I was talking to Gaz Semple, Gary Tomlinson, who's been on the show. He's like a little brother to me, and he's moved to Sweden, and I hope he's doing well. But he said to me, he goes, all the years, Kev, I've, I've been teaching for 18 years, and he goes, I just want to give back. I want to give back. And, and eventually, uh, I left the gym because I couldn't do it. And he goes, then you realise it wasn't giving back to you. Because how's he going to repay me? He goes, instead of repaying you, or should be giving forwards. And what I mean by that is he should teach kids how I taught him, then his kids would teach kids how he taught. You do understand? So it's not giving yeah. back, it's giving forwards. Because that person who's done it for you, who's taken you to boxing shows, football matches, whatever, he's done it because he loved you. But the way you can repay him back is by paying forward to the next generation. I like I like the I like the term paying forward because I don't think I've ever heard that before because normally it's handed down. No, I think that's that's got such a negative spin on it a little bit. It's handed down to me. It's either handed up because we're starting the new generation up here, or like you say, it's handed forward. And I know I know what people mean, and we all have our terms in that. But it sounds so negative to hand something down to someone like a hand me down. I grew up on hand me downs. Hand me down clothes, you know, and and people at school. It was the nineties, you know, where my friends had Puma, Puma Astro Turfs, Puma Kings, you know, of the different colours. They was the they was the Sheezney back in back in the nineties. Them Astro Turf trainers was, and we didn't. We had like Dunlops and we had Airtex and Hitex. Now my dad's a freaking hero because we they have Pumas. Now my these friends they were they had one or two. I was one of six. And my dad worked three jobs, you know, to never had a handout off anyone. Um, my mom took care of us. My dad worked. And he, he got us these trainers. So my dad's a hero because he sacrificed all his time for his offspring. And he still does it now to this day, you know. And we didn't have the best of everything. We day. And a lot of 
a lot of our clothes were my cousins, you know. My auntie would bring bags of clothes around and me and my brother would sit there as kids, you know, be 10-year-old kids thinking, hurry up and go, I was chewing the fat with my mom, and you're thinking, you know, get gone, we want to rummage through these bags. And that, that was a beauty to us. But my dad's a hero in the fact he kept us fed, he kept us watered, and I respect that now. And I put it in one of my songs before, you know, hand-me-down clothes, that's how we got dressed. But my dad's work ethic, that's how we got fed. So parents as well, you know, they are heroes. They're all unsung heroes. And grandparents and guardians and whoever you've been raised by, you know, just thank God you had them. You know, because as Craig just said, they're the heroes in our lives. What, what have you got to say, Lee? Yeah, um, you're right, Craig. You, it's all got to be recognised, hasn't it? Um it has. It's all got to be recognised. Everyone's got to be recognised. It's a, it's it. It can be a hard life, can't it? And uh, you got to you got to look at achievement. Like look at my granddad's life, and uh, he didn't. He he worked all his life. He had a few, probably five years retired, and three of them weren't weren't great. He was ill, but what he did manage to do was bring up two children who, who themselves have then had more children brought up. He brought a whole family, didn't he? I mean, that's an achievement. And, uh, you know, he left my nan in a really good place at the end of it, money-wise, financially-wise. So, again, he's a hero. Worked for the same company you, for loads of years. And I don't even know you, how long. You all continue to give forward. And that's, and that's like, a good, a good thing that you've said, Kev, about giving forward. A family should always give forward because, how like, if the mum's treating good and the dad's, and they didn't have the best of everything, but they had things, and they had love and they had care and they had food and they had shelter, you give that forward. And I think I'm very much like my dad, like that. I'm a very family-orientated guy. Go through my problems, but I love to love. I love to care for people. That's that's me. And it's a fan- caring for people is a thankless job, you know, 80% of the time. It really is. And that, I think that's why you've got to take it case by case and not think, oh, I helped him and, he he was a pricky day. He wore grateful in this side and the other. So from here on out, I'm helping nobody. You can't adopt their attitude. You've got to take care and 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 help as a case by case thing because not everyone's different. Uh, not every no, not everyone's different, Craig. So everything everyone's <laughs> but, the same. <laughs> Craig, he not did every- give you the best of things, didn't he? You know, he might not give you the best trainers, but he give you the best of things. He give you your morals. He give you that worth ethic. He give you the best things. To carry on in life, them trainers that you wanted all them years ago are dead now. Just give you things that will survive, and you're passing down. Do you know what so the time the though? Lee? At the time though, you as a ten-year-old boy, twelve, you don't feel like it. Yeah, but now I do, and people yeah. say, "Why do?" You? Like my sons, they can have anything they want. I never say no to them. And my missus goes mad at me. I said, "You never say no." I said, "Look, if it's to do with money, I said they've got all their bloody life to worry about money. They're my little boy." Uh, you know, them them kids. And right or wrong, I'm off spoiling them, probably. But at the time, I didn't I didn't get that. I was one of six. But I get it now, mate. I, I do. And I'm I'm glad that that's how I was brought up. You know, we had to pluck geese. Uh, six-year-old boys, my dad would bring a goose back. And we'd have to sit on the back garden plucking it. We'd have to fetch firewood. You know, we, we grew up in, in, like, the early 90s. I was born late 80s. And we grew up at a time where... You had that discipline, you had that respect. And I think from like the late 90s, born from the late 90s, right right the way through after the millennium, I think a lot of the parenting changed and a lot of the discipline and the generation changed. I think that was the turn of 
of, of how they was. So I'm glad I grew up on that council estate with, well, my dad did own his house before he lost it. Uh, but uh, it's a, that's another story to piss. That's one where we'll piss on the banks with Kevin. <laughs> but a couple of people have asked me to give them shout outs. Uh, I meant to do it last week. But Darren, Darren McDermott, Macca from Brooklyn Boxing Gym, great club. He's a great boxer who, uh, unfortunately, his career got uh, finished a bit too early. What a hero, instead of throwing in the towel, he started up his gym, the Brooklyn. So, respect Macca, and hopefully you're going to come on the show and tell us about your story. And two others, Simon and your son, Elliot, you bumped into that, uh, you have, uh, whenever it was, it's hard to remember when it was now, then the golf range. So, respect, bruv, um, and hopefully see you, your son back at the club and hope you well. Uh, is there any other shout-outs, lads? Uh, um, actually, we oh, we got a, a barrage of messages all of a sudden. Bear with me. Okay, so Julie, Bob, Dylan, either your mom or dad. The most precious thing we can give each other is time. Completely That's agree. Completely agree. You've said that a hundred times, and you, Craig? Do you know? You know why it is though, Kev? Is because that's the ultimate sacrifice, you know, and. You can go. You can give someone twenty quid, and you could go back and earn it, and, and you'll get another twenty pound. But you know, Tyler, when you give someone ten minutes, twenty minutes, one hour, that's the ultimate sacrifice because them grains of sand will never go back into your your pocket. You know, you're never ever going to bank them. And I, I completely agree there that the greatest gift you can give, especially a child, is time. So I completely and your agree partner, with that. yeah, and and your and, partner. We often forget about them. We'll try to. I'm <laughs> I, I normally drink. Not me, Nicky. I don't do that at all. <laughs> I'm sitting next to you. Right, right. Sitting next to you, mate. Right. me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we do have one from Regan Pinches again, but I'm not not quite sure. Is it who puts any news on boxing coming back yet? Sorry, Regan. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I think amateur boxing, bro. We just don't know. Oh, I, mean, I think it's with amateur boxing. I think we just don't know, champ. I mean, um, hopefully after this lockdown, I don't know. But fingers crossed, um, we will compete this season. But more likely, it's going to be next season. But hopefully, we can all just get back together in the families that we all come from, you know. But that's not up Who to knows? us coaches, you know. Who knows? Anything else, Lee? No, that's it, mate. Well, I mean, uh, as we all know, Kevin's is tomorrow. Uh, so I'm going to be uh -huh. having a, as I say, normally we'd have loads of people out. But you know what? Just because it's different doesn't mean it's not going to be great. And I think that's what we've got to realise sometimes. With these lockdowns and everything, I'm very lucky. I've got my wife, my daughter, friends out there I can talk to on the phone, my parents, my brother. So just because it's different doesn't mean it's going to be rubbish. We're just going to adapt to it and get through it. And um, that's all we can do. Like with Christmas this year, and the way you can spend it with your loved ones and your own. It's going to be a weird one, but hopefully next year, we're all still here, say, we'll have a better one next year. And that's what me, Mom, Dad, Rich, Kate and the Babby and Elaine and Mother all said. Hopefully when we get out of these tears, whatever it will be, we're all going to get together beating April, March, June, we're going to have our Christmas then. It is a day. Christmas really is for the children. But for us people, we'll just get together whenever it's right. 
you know, because we all know we we all know we love each other anyway. So different don't necessarily mean bad. Could always Mate, you know, you know, you know what they say though. They can take our freedom, but they'll never take our Christmas. And I think that's. <laughs> I think someone did actually say that. Wore the Grinch, but it was somebody. Uh, we got another comment talking about time. This year has been hard. People have had to choose who gets their time. In my case, it was my missus or my family, and it was a shit decision to make. That was Regan Pinches again. And now, and again, you know, conflicting. Like you, you feel conflicted then because you think, well, I love them and I love them, but who who do you love the most? I suppose it's the one who cooks the best food. Like, <laughs> follow your stomach, mate. Follow your stomach. <laughs> well, I think this year has been full of so many tough choices, but. Maybe we've all got, as we said at the start, we've all got that hero in us. We've also got that devil in us. But hopefully, hopefully good will always overcome evil, like will always overcome dark. So is there anything that anyone wants to say, lads, before I uh, start partaking in the Kevmas uh, season? I, I heard a good no, quote mate. today, actually. Oh, um, save it, save it. Save it. I've got to remember it again yet. <laughs> Give me a few minutes. <laughs> I'll be really quick, I'll be really quick. So join us on Thursday. Uh, no, join us on Tuesday. We're on Thursday. Join us on Tuesday. <laughs> where we'll be uh, having our one day into Christmas. Any quotes, guys? Yes. <laughs> if you want, if you want to keep what you've got, give it away. I think that goes Ooh. well with it. I do like that. I do like that. I heard no. one earlier, actually. Before oh, bloody hell! And we got Sorry, another mate. comment. Oh, and we got another comment. Um, Kev, we're delaying I'll, your birthday, mate, I know. It was either move in with the missus or stay home and not see her for God knows how long. I hope you chose wisely. How was your <laughs> mum over this period, mate? I'm joking. But it is it is a difficult decision, eh? And I think it leads me to this next quote. It don't really, but I'm going to say it anyway because it was in a silly movie. This guy had got this um, a gym membership for a Christmas bonus he did off his gaffer and he was pissed off that it wore money and his brother or his brother-in-law was a bit like, it was a bit, you know, a bit silly and he turned around and he says, it's the gift that keeps on giving all year. And I like that. Even if you have a shit, shit gift like socks or something for Christmas, at least you get to wear them all year. <laughs> Merry Kevmas. <laughs> Merry Kevmas. <laughs> so until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta bit. Listen, listen.